0: When I was approached by Penn to join one of the advisory boards at Penn, I actually specifically requested nursing because I thought some of the most innovative stuff in the healthcare system was actually occurring in the nursing school.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa DiDonato. And I'm Marian Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing, a Penn nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing.
2: Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm.
1: Today on Amplify Nursing, we talk with Randy Roy and John Radewski. Randy is currently a Principal Consultant with Phideal Health, and has more than 30 years experience in healthcare in a variety of executive and management consultant roles. John is a private investor who has served as an advisor and director to healthcare companies, healthcare policy, and educational organizations. Together, they serve on the board of directors of Penn Nursing and the board's innovation committee. Randy and John talk with us about how their unique backgrounds brought them to Penn Nursing Innovation. Their work on the innovation committee of the board of advisors and how Penn Nursing facilitates collaborative innovation projects between nurses and experts in other fields, and how we can help others realize the importance of nurse-led innovation in improving healthcare.
2: So, Randy, John, thank you so much for joining us on the Amplify Nursing podcast. We are really excited to talk with you today.
3: Great. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here. class.
2: So, Randy, why don't you start us off? I'd love to know a little bit about your background. Neither of you are nurses, um, but you're both on our Penn Nursing Board of Advisors on the Innovation Subcommittee, which is the most fun subcommittee of all subcommittees. So I'd love to understand you know, your background, how you got into healthcare and why you're interested in nursing innovation specifically. And then John, um, we'll have you jump in as well afterwards.
3: Great. Thank you so much. So, um, I've been, uh, you know, part of the Penn community for a long time. I went to undergrad, and then I got my MBA also at Penn. Um, my father was a Penn grad. That's how I got excited and interested to go to Penn in the first place. Um, and, uh, you know, in particular, my mother was a nurse practitioner back right when nurse practitioners uh, they started, you know, granting those uh, degrees um, in the early seventies. So when I was young, um, and my father was a business person. So it just always was sort of an intersection of healthcare and business in my house. Um, and I, as a Penn undergrad thought I would maybe go to medical school and decided later on, I know I'll do hospital administration, certainly not knowing had any idea what that even was. Um, but I, I took a lot of uh, the Wharton healthcare courses and really loved healthcare economics, the incentives behind certain models of healthcare, and I was completely hooked. Um, and that's so that's really how I started. But um, being part of um, you know Penn Penn nursing is so incredible. It's such a important and um, you know wonderful school, and educating nursing leaders is is a wonderful wonderful thing that that. You know, the students are so incredibly impressive. I've loved being on the board and always really loved that leading edge of healthcare. And that was why um, when the opportunity to be on the innovation committee came along, I I jumped at it because I I think that that's really always where I've had an interest in my career.
2: So I'll ask you more about your role in the innovation committee in a little bit, but I want to step back to something that you said that I think is really interesting and This is going to play into 1970s gender stereotypes and gender role, gender norm roles. But it's interesting that your mom was a nurse, your dad was in business, and you followed in your dad's footsteps. What was that like? Because in the 70s, you wouldn't think that would be the case. Generally, you would think, you know, if you're a female of a certain age, you would follow in your mother's footsteps as a nurse.
3: Yeah, I mean, she was really a very liberated, you know, Mary Tyler Moore kind of woman. And, um, you know, especially growing up at that time period, uh, you know, we, li- everybody's mom was home after school, not my mom, but, you know, she always had a career. She moved to Boston, um, as a single woman and that wasn't done in the sixties. That was, you know, be- before she met my father. Um, and, you know, so she always was such a great role model that way. And my father was really a very, forward-thinking feminist and, you know, really thought, you know, that, that, um, you know, she like hung the moon. So I don't know, I was always sort of promoted to, to be that kind of a person and it could have gone either way, right? I could have decided to stay and and be and go to medical school because my mother had, had, um, you know, chosen being a provider. But um I don't know, I just I got very interested in how how it all works in terms of the economics and the incentives. And uh, that that's really where I where I headed after that.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. And your dad thinking your mom hangs in the moon, that kills me. It's so sweet. Yes. Um, so John, let's have you come in here and um, again, yeah you know, introduce yourself the, your background and um, what you're working on right now.
0: Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, yeah, my name is John Rudesky I uh, grew up in Missouri and uh, heard about Penn and Wharton in particular from my high school teacher, and she said this is the school for you. And fortunately, I got in early early admission. Um, I really had no particular interest in healthcare. I really just wanted to be a businessman, um, and I migrated to investment banking uh, in New York ultimately, and um, got to because my first assignment, I was picked, I was put on a on a healthcare project. Um, uh, I became, over time, sort of a healthcare guy within my investment bank, and then subsequently moved to different investment banks, and, uh, you know, branched out occasionally, started healthcare companies, invested in pharmaceutical royalties, and um, along the way, got interested in health policy, because I saw that there's so many inefficiencies in the healthcare system, both in the pharma side, but but even more so on the healthcare services side. And uh, I became reacquainted with Penn, actually, through through the RAND Corporation. I'm on the advisory board for the healthcare group at at the RAND Corporation, have been for quite a while. And I met in that course of that a a board member who was a professor at the School of Nursing at Penn, Mary Naylor. And Mary developed something called the transitional care model. And I became absolutely intrigued and a a, a real devotee of, of Professor Naylor's work. Because what she did in her research was she came up with models that could significantly reduce re-hospital, re-ho- re-hospitalization of uh, people when, they're le- when they leave the hospital and could significantly save the system money. And I was kind it, of, it sort of, her work uh, really wasn't as widely adopted as it needed to be and should be. And so I became very interested in in, in how to basically take research uh, that you know, could span 5, 10, 15 years and get it out into the system where it could do the most good. And so I've worked with Mary over the years. She's now an advisor to, to corporations, um, to, you know, in care coordination. When I was approached by Penn to join one of the advisory boards at Penn, I actually specifically requested nursing because I thought some of the most innovative stuff in the healthcare system was actually occurring in the nursing school. And so that became my, uh, began my role at um, as a member of the board of advisors of the School of Nursing.
2: I love that. I love that you knew some of the most innovative stuff was coming out of nursing. I wish more people understood that, but I think at Penn Nursing, that's what we're leading the charge on, thanks to our incredible board of advisors. And so, Randy, it's a good segue into um, your role on the board of advisors. Can you talk about that and talk about what the board of advisors innovation subcommittee does?
3: So uh, we have... Such an incredible board overall, and the Innovation Subcommittee is, um, you know, comprised of people who are some of the most dedicated, brilliant, accomplished, and um, talk about thinking that something hung the moon. They all believe nursing hung the moon, and it could not be more true. Uh, you know, certainly promoting, you know, nursing and understanding how cutting edge. Uh, nurse leaders are is such an important goal um, that the the board is um, really incredible. I, I'm I'm newish to the committee and and um, I think you know what transpired before I got there because I was on the board to see you know John and um and uh Rich Panola and Sethkins and every and the folks who started that committee really push and you know create y- y- your role Marion and be lucky enough to have you um you know push it forward and certainly Terry Richman who is just an incredible incredible person and um, you know scholar and uh the one of the most practical people as well a, a really an amazing individual to um you know help and you see when you see um you know dean tony's strategic priorities innovation is in each pillar of of that it's not just on the side let's also do innovation it's in every pillar of what the School of Nursing is focusing on in terms of research, in terms of education, in terms of um, being out there in terms of publications and fundraising and all of that. It's in every aspect of innovation. It's really permeated the culture. And I think it attracts incredible students and attracts incredible faculty as well.
2: So yeah, let's talk about that for a second. And John, maybe you can jump in here. Why do we need, why at a School of Nursing do we need to focus so heavily on innovation? Why should nurses be the ones leading in that space in healthcare?
0: I guess my my impression is that they are the the closest to the delivery of the care. I mean, doctors operate, doctors you know read read charts, but nurses are, are at the bedside and uh, they see at the ground level how the system works, how it functions or doesn't function, and the the gaps in in uh, where the gaps exist that where you know, recommended protocols of care aren't followed um, or um, you know, people are falling through the cracks. They're the first ones to see it. They're the most ob- ob- observant of it. And they're oftentimes the most compassionate trying to fix it. Uh, that's if I, if that's my, sort of my bottom line of, of how I view nurses. I mean, I have like three members of my immediate family have, have been nurses and I, I see how they react to situations and they're sort of, the best of them are really take charge people who wanna fix things and make things right.
2: Let's talk about then the ways that we can help nurses to take their ideas and begin to scale those out. So we have an innovation accelerator program at Penn Nursing where we provide students, faculty, and clinicians funding, mentorship, and education. And this has been supported by, uh, heavily supported by members of the innovation subcommittee. So uh, thank you to all of them for uh, that support. And um, but it's hard for, I, what I've seen over the past four years leading this Innovation Accelerator is that it's really difficult for nurses to juggle their clinical schedules, juggle their personal responsibilities, family responsibilities. A lot of the nurses in the Accelerator program are also in school, and then they're trying to create a startup company or scale up an innovation. And John, you've been involved in the work that we're doing in the accelerator and you've seen this firsthand. I wonder if we can talk about what some of the barriers are for nurses in healthcare and some of the potential ways that we could help nurses, you know, be able to be more successful in these endeavors.
0: Sure. I mean, I think part of the problem is that the if you look at the impact of nurses in in proprietary organizations, for-profit corporations, they oftentimes uh, are the people who see where the gaps are and what what potential solutions are, but they don't necessarily um, have the connection or the connectivity to some of the, the business folks who are you know controlling the dollars. Similarly, in our innovation and our accelerator, we have great ideas coming up from our from our from our uh, participants and from the nursing school. But uh, they really need to be paired up and teamed up with, with some of the, if you will, the business folks who can help, you know, actualize and create the business plan. I think to the extent we can do more of that, I think they'll we'll be more successful. Let me, let me give you another example. So in the case of um, the IDOS initiative, which is an effort by the university and particularly out of the School of Nursing to uh, advance LGBTQ health, um, our dean, Dean, Villar, dean Tony Viral, uh, recognized the need to pair the research that was that occurs in, in LGBTQ uh, issues and concerns with some of the more innovative solutions that are occurring in industry. Well, IDOLS will be an attempt to take our, 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 our research, our nursing uh, uh, students, and students across the university to engage with venture capitalists who are, in fact, uh, trying to advance innovations in 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 healthcare delivery, uh, healthcare technologies.
2: Yeah, that's uh, it's incredible, and it's ah, uh, really. I think you know, I haven't heard of many other programs like that. So, I mean, I think that's a great work that you and the folks at IDOS are doing. Um, Randy, I'd love to get your thoughts on some of this as well, because you know, you're in healthcare administration and. Um, would love to know what you think about some of this,
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you know John um pointed out that you know that and and really you, a shorthand even for innovation is is finding um an unmet need and coming up with a solution for it, right? Whether it's a technology, whether it's a process, whether it's a product. um, and I do think you know exactly as you said, you know a lot of there's wonderful ideas and they and they go through the accelerator. Um, But I think, you know, especially now in healthcare, you really need to make a business case, you need to be able to show return on investment to anyone who's going to be a decision maker, be it a CEO of a health system, or, you know, somebody in a startup, a startup or an investor, um, you know, venture, venture folks, and, um, you know, I think that's, that's where the uh, board, I think it has been super valuable to step up and help help these um, students who have innovations to make those pairings with the connections that they have out in the community in the business world that they come from. Um, and I think that that's really the beauty of how how the board works so nicely to support innovation.
2: Yeah, I will say to anybody, listening
3: if you're at a university
2: institution and you have a board of advisors but you don't have an innovation subcommittee you should definitely think about doing that our innovation subcommittee members have been just fundamentally critical to the growth and success of the innovation program we have at Penn Nursing and I really don't think that we would have been able to do anywhere close to what we've done without all of your continued help and support. So I can't personally thank you all enough for the support that you constantly give me, us, our students and faculty in these areas of innovation and entrepreneurship. So I guess here's a question. Neither of you are nurses, but you're both heavily invested in nurses leading in innovation. How do we get others outside of nursing, so in business, in engineering, in design, in other sectors, other fields, to understand the power of nurses in this space? Because I think there's the default that physicians are doing these things, but it's not the default that nurses are doing these things and should be doing these things. So how do we get the word out? How do you how would you communicate with others in you know, your field or other similar fields about nurses and the importance of using nurses in this way?
0: I, I could take one quick, give you one quick example. So, for example, in the in the case of this, uh, of the IDOS initiative, uh, the School of Nursing uh, Penn is is committing $5 million of, of funding to support the introduction of Penn nursing and other Penn students involved to engage them directly in venture capital companies and venture capital efforts uh, to promote LGBTQ health. Well, the, if, if you want to see how if you want to see what nurses can contribute, drop them into some of these companies as as advisors or um, you know in some in some capacity as consultants, and you'll see their their value add very quickly. You'll, you'll see it by example.
3: Brandy, any thoughts? From you yeah I mean I would just say I mean I you know in many of the places that I've worked in consulting I also worked um for a company that helped put um, payment innovation models in place um and uh you know also innovating in the um chronically ill care space similar to to the Mary Naylor example that John gave I the the most critical people to those, the success of those, those innovations and those um, business ideas were nurses, because if you don't make that connection between, you know, what, what's possible, and what's, what's, um, you know, what you're able to actually implement and how it will be implemented. I mean, that is such a critical piece of knowledge that you know a clinician is often and and particularly nurses are often the ones to make those connections
2: all right then well um i want to thank you both again for not only being on the podcast but you know all the time and um advice that you give to us and our students and faculty in the innovation space. And I personally look forward to working with you in the coming years and advancing the work that we're doing at Penn Nursing and in the field of nursing in general around innovation. So thank you both for talking with me. It was really um, a great time. Thank
3: Thank you. you. Hello,
1: Angela. Hey, Marion, How are you? I'm oh, great. How are you? I'm amazing.
2: Cool. How great was that interview with Randy and John?
1: It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I think we're so lucky to have people with such great experience on our advisory boards to show us the things that we might be missing.
2: Yeah, I can't really say it enough. And I, I mentioned it in the episode, but the Penn Nursing Innovation Program I personally believe would not be what it is today if we did not have the support, mentorship and guidance of our innovation advisory board. They really go above and beyond for us whenever we need them. And yeah, exactly like you said, like having that diversity of experience and skill sets outside of what we potentially have with our lens as nurses has really been one of the foundations for the successes that we've had over the past five, six, seven years?
1: Yeah, I think that having that outside influence and allowing all of that other experience to mix with our nursing experience and our nursing lens is what makes it a really, really rich experience. And I think there are things that we wouldn't necessarily do if we didn't have that input and also that support. Right. Because we come up with ideas and we're like, I don't know, how's this going to land? And when you have people from the outside saying, oh no, that's a really interesting idea. Or, you know, vice versa, you know, this this is something that's not gonna hit well with other people, or you know, we don't know that it's gonna be really successful. That's a that's such a great perspective to have.
2: Right. And they get it. Like they get that nurses should be leading in this space, and they get that nurses are the ones who you know, really do bring this unique lens to innovation and entrepreneurship. And they really want nurses and pen nursing nurses to be successful. And it's just been an incredible opportunity for me personally to get to work with our board and just watch how their influence has helped us grow over all these years.
1: Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa DiDonato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing with special thanks to Jonathan Zhu for his assistance. Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing.
2: Follow us on Twitter at PennNursing. Until next time, keep pushing over, under, around, and through. We want to thank you for listening to the Amplify Nursing Podcast. And remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you do your podcast listening. And if you can, please do us a solid and rate and review us as well. It will go a long way in amplifying our episodes.